0: Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Pastor Dan's sermon continues from last week's broadcast.
1: He believed that his son would live no matter what happened on top of that rocky hill. Even if the flames had consumed his body that Abraham would say Isaac get up! And out of the ashes would come the manifestation of Isaac's life and he would live again. Oh, he he didn't know that kind of power of God? Well, if you have read the scripture, then you would find out that Abraham and God, Elohim, had an encounter. They both, God said to Abraham, I want you to bring a sacrifice and lay it on this, this rock, this place here. And when you cut them in half, I want you to cut them in half and lay them here, yours and mine for me. And then God passed through the middle of those sacrificed um, animals that were laying there. And what God was saying is this, because this is what happened in a covenant. When you made a covenant, you cut the animal in half. There's blood there. And then both parties had to walk through the blood. And the covenant was, if I break the covenant, then. Then to me, may I be cut asunder and I be laid out on the rock like these animals are. May I be destroyed if I don't keep the covenant. And God himself walked through a man's formation of men did that kind of covenanting with one another. And God said, I want to show you how committed I am to the promise to you, Abraham. And he walked through the covenant animal sacrifices so you cannot forget that the God that Abraham served was a God that Abraham knew would keep his promises. Now, I don't understand this. Abraham did not have salvation like you and I had. But one thing we see in scripture, God accounted unto him righteousness because of his faith. Abraham had an ability to have faith in God. It was accounted to him for righteousness sake. So Abraham's going to this mountain to sacrifice knowing God made a promise. And if God doesn't keep it, God has to be divided in half. So too Abraham has to if he doesn't keep up his part of the bargain. So Abraham is bound by covenant to go in obedience to the place. Sometimes you and I, what we do and we're reading and we're thinking about what God wants to do in our lives, we we just kind of segregate components. We compartmentalize things that God has done. And we don't bring to bear all of God's goodness in the moment that doesn't feel so comfortable. But Jehovah Jireh was wanting to reveal himself. So here's the burnt offering. God had made a promise to him. He promised him he'd have a son. And in fact, the promise was a promise of long descendants to him. As many stars as there are in the heavens and sands that there were in the sea. So what an amazing exhibition of faith on the part of Abraham. He holds the knife in one hand and the flames in the other. Why did Isaac not run away? Because he had already seen the image of the Father, Heavenly Father, in the eyes of his earthly Father. I see the wood. I see the fire. Father, but where's the sacrifice? God himself will provide. While Abraham's tying the hands of the boy in his feet, the Bible says that Abraham laid the wood in order. I want you to know this man's not going like... I can't do this. I don't want to do this. You mean, oh God. And just throw the wood any which way on the, on the altar that he built. No, the Bible says that Abraham laid it. Abraham is walking to a tee, the requirements that Jehovah has given him to do. Puts the wood in order. This is not a man shaking with, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is a man who is setting everything in place. And then he scoops up his son. Isaac does not. I don't. I don't know much, but I. This is what I've come to understand. And and knowing how God is good, I see in the face of Abraham, Isaac looking and seeing confidence that God has got this. Isaac is laid on the altar, and Abraham, in obedience, raises the knife. He's ready. He has the fire in one hand. He has the knife in the other. And he looks up. This is on you. Because I've done my part. (laughs) And about the time he is ready to let go that knife, the angel of the Lord cries out and says, Do your son no harm. I do want to point out that this should be a double entry here in your heart. God does not want human sacrifices. But he wanted to know if Abraham would believe the nature of God. And it was proven in the heart of Abram. There's a provision for you. Abraham turned and looked. And true to the very prophetic word, Abraham had said, God himself will provide. God provided a ram in the thicket. If he'd have been on another hill just any hill because he was frustrated at God. The ram may not have been there. And true, I don't think the ram would have been. But he went to the place the Lord pointed out. In the place of God's direction is his provision. I'm telling you tonight, I believe God wants to provide for you. You have obeyed God. You have said yes to him. Do not let circumstances be the proof of God's love for you. Let God's love for you be the proof of God's love for you. For God so loved the world, he gave. He gave. For Abraham, a ram in the thicket. For you and I, the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. So in that moment, Abraham stretched forth his hand and now we hear the angel of the Lord speaking and and the God just says, "I now I can see. I I, I now know, or uh, I know that thou fearest God, the, the word of the angel of the Lord said, and seeing that you have not withheld your own son, Genesis 22, verses 10 through 12. So God's messenger brings the stay of execution. Bear with me for a second. The spot where Abraham lifted the knife, is called the Dome of the Rock. It's the Mosque of Omar. In the most recent of days, jihadists and terrorists have been attacking Israelis on the Temple Mount. And Israel took control over it again. They have had control, but their presence has been very withdrawn. They would not have Israeli soldiers walking on Uh, that area where the Dome of the Rock is and where where you can look out the Eastern Gate. But now they're there. And the reason is because you and I are getting closer and closer to a time when Jews shall once again worship there under an old covenant during a time that God has said, I'm going to once more have a harvest of my own children. You know, when we talk about the time of Jacob's trouble, it is really a time of God's harvest. He's been harvesting whosoever will. But there's a time coming here shortly where he will once again pursue the seed of Abraham for salvation. They will think it's the favor of Jehovah for them to build the temple and have sacrifices and worship. But the Antichrist is going to certainly blow... um, blow a mess of trouble into that when he brings a pig and lays it on that altar to sacrifice a week it's called the abomination of desolations there is that kind of behavior the spirit of antichrist is in the earth but God revealed himself to Abraham in his day as Jehovah Ura the Lord provides I'm going to ask you tonight just to consider these four thoughts God's provision for your life I want you to see it here. Just let me move my notes a minute. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 through 10, write that down. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 through 10, I see four things I just want to point out to you as you and I look at Jehovah Jireh right now, or, or Yira, right here in the New Testament. I want you to see this with me. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work as it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. And now he that ministers seed to the sower, both ministers bread for his food, multiplies his seed sown and increases the fruits of his righteousness. I've, I have quoted that out. no know how many times four things I want you to notice. It's an outline for tonight. One, God will minister seed to the sower. If it's the lint in the bottom of a pocket, sometimes God is just asking you to trust Him. If all you got is some lint, put it in an envelope and write your name on it and put your prayer requests on that. Because my counters will put their hands on that lint. And they will declare that what comes next is increase for your life. If all you have is a loose button in your pocket, if all you have is a penny, if all you have is a piece of gum, if all you, it's, it do you believe the word of God or not? The offering is not about how big or how many zeros are after it. The offering is about, do you believe that God wants to make provision for you? I'm going to tell you, he does. I watched a woman who had nothing living on, on assistance and, and her, her, the child she was raising was the product of a rape. But she chose to believe the word of the Lord she wanted to give an emissions offering so in the state of Michigan she walked along the roads her and her son and picked up cans and bottles and took them to the store and cashed them in and didn't buy food with it but brought it as an offering how could you receive that money I didn't it went to missions. but what she did is she sowed to her breakthrough God gave her the opportunity to go to school She went through medical training. She got a full-time job. She raised her son in the house of the Lord. She got a house. She got a car. God blessed her. God blessed her. God blessed her. God blessed her because she chose to believe that Jehovah-Jireh was her provision. And she used whatever seed she had to sow it and believe God for him to provide the miraculous. And to this day, she has a job that blesses her and provides for her and more than meets her needs. And the son has married and found a beautiful bride and living a life and they're very happy. I'm just telling you that what could have been just the poor, poor me, poor me, poor me, God, why'd you let that happen to me? No, she rose up out of addictions. She broke the power of addictions. She broke them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. She chose to believe the word of God. And when she didn't have anything to give, she went and found something that she would be able to give and start the laws of reciprocity of reaping and sowing in her life. And I'm telling you today, it's testimony after testimony like that. God will minister seed to a sower. If you determine in your heart, you want to be a sower, God will put seed in your hand. Number two, God will minister bread for your food. If you will say, "God, I'm going to be a giver and not a kicker. I'm going to go out with joy. I'm not coming here and be a divider. I'm not going to be divisionary. I'm going to be a supporter. I'm going to be a partner." If you will say, "Lord, if you give me seed, I will sow it." If you do that, God will give you seed. He gives seed to the sower and bread for your food, meaning He will meet your needs and beyond your needs, He will give you supply. Number three is this one, as we're getting close to the end. God will multiply the seed sown. Not, God doesn't just receive your seed, but when you've sown that seed, he multiplies the seed that you've, re, you've sown. Why? Because God is the God of increase. The Bible says if you sow a wind, you reap a whirlwind. That means you tell a little gossip and a great big one comes your way about your own life. Why did they talk about me? Why did they say that? I'll tell you why. Your little gossip, your little wind got a whirlwind. Your little hot breath about something got you a, a big old tornado of trouble come your way. Why? Because God is the God of increase. The laws of the universe, he set an emotion. It's to save our hide, not to tan our hide. Can I get a witness? He's not interested in killing you. He's trying to save us. And so those laws come into place to show you if there's fruit, there's a root. And if it's bad fruit, it's a bad root. Mary Jane is probably one of them bad roots. Can I have a witness? For God will increase the fruits of your righteousness. I like that part. The fruit of your righteousness, that's connected to Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness, faith, temperance. Against such there is no law. God wants the fruit of the Spirit. So John 3, verses 5 through 7 talk about, except a man is born again of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not, John's John's quoting Jesus here. Jesus says, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. And I'm saying to you, you and I need to enter into a relationship with him and be born again and experience him because Abraham experienced Jehovah Uriah. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord has provided. He didn't provide until Abraham obeyed. So when we said yes, do you understand? Y'all, some of y'all been around here for a while. We, we didn't always have trailers, Hoop Barn. Remember, I mean, What did we have? The only thing we had after the tornado was the power of a yes. We had already been sowing seed in missions. We'd already been giving. We had been a giving people. And then God multiplied our seed. And it started pouring into our community. And we were able to be one of those gatekeeper churches to release the blessing. I'm, I'm going to tell you this in closing. I'm just—it's just a little side thing that I just remembered, and I thought it was so this so interesting. What you see as trash today might be a blessing. So, um, there was so much clothing coming into our community. People had yard sales, and what didn't sell, uh, they would send to us. Let I me mean, just ask a question: Do you think someone's going to believe that we say Jesus loves you? I mean. Lowell is my witness. There were there were clothes that would come in, and when there's skid marks in the shorts, you're not going to give that to somebody, right? I mean, if 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 the unders, they they might be clean, but they're dingy. So someone has lost everything in the tornado. Do you give them dingy underwear? Well, they don't have anything. No, no, no. You don't give. You don't give that in Jesus' name and then walk away thinking that Jesus likes them, right? How many times did we send? So when we were looking at what do we do, Lowell? I mean, we kept telling people, don't tell people that you can send your clothes. So a lot of the stations that were receiving resources just kept telling the truckloads and trailer loads of clothing to just send it over here. We're accepting it. You know, they were, they, I hope they've repented because they were flat out lying. As we had told them, we're not taking any more clothes. Did we not? was that not a 90 foot was that a 90 foot long 110 110 by 60 was one of our tents alone that just had clothing in it and what we did is the first thing our workers had to do is sort through the clothes cuz if it wasn't good stuff it's not going to be given to somebody who's not been given a, a good deal in losing everything do you remember when we found out that there was a place that would recycle the fibers I mean, I was just kind of, I started to gripe over how much is this going to cost to have stuff hauled away in garbage. And I can tell you, I know how much we paid for garbage to be hauled away that we wouldn't give back. We're not going to give garbage to people. Are you hearing me? But uh, we found a way to redeem it. So some of it went away to the, 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 They broke down the fibers. Then we found out that there was a bunch of shoes. We really didn't think those shoes should be given to people. But there were people who wanted those shoes and they shipped them off. There were some things that would be found as beneficial to other situations. And so we were able to see the redemptive part of that. But the thing I loved about us is that we made sure that when we were giving seed, we were not giving seed with mold on it. And God saw that attitude, and he just kept pouring it through to us. How many semi-truckloads did we have in storage at the underground, Lowell? Can you remember? I mean, it's truckload after truckload after truckload of of food and frozen foods. And we gave food away in, to other agencies to help them. And the underground stored it for us. We God just poured it through us because he knew he could get it through us. Fed a lot of people, Lowell. Are your are your hands still wrinkled from all those dishwashing moments? I mean, I'm telling you, 186 plus thousand meals. Once we started counting meals, 18 plus thousand volunteers. I'm just thinking about how if when God just says to you, just says, just say yes to the bless. All he needed from us was a yes. And then he could start getting it to us. And then we could steward how that seed would be applied and the blessing that it was. And I'm going to tell you, because you said yes with us, we were a blessing. I just want to ask you, are you still ready for Jehovah Jireh to show up in your life? Okay. If that's you, if you're ready to experience Jehovah Jireh in your life, Yorah, if you're ready to experience his provision, I'm just asking you to stand to your feet. Otherwise, you have to be here all night long, and I don't want that. Tonight, I have a real sense that Jehovah Jireh is ready for another deposit into your lives, the lives of his people, for what he wants to do. Where he sees faithfulness, he multiplies the seed. Are you ready for that? That's jobs and better jobs, that's raises and bonuses, that's sales and commissions, estates and inheritances, interest and incomes, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, businesses begun, businesses blessed, education paid for. Relationships restored. Godly relationships established. Houses and lands acquired. Properties and buildings obtained. IRAs, 401ks, every kind of investment. Prospering, walking in divine health and peace. Laura Lane, walking in divine health and peace. It's blessing time. Mm -hmm. Seed. Seed. Multiplication. So we are never going to say I'm on a limited income or I'm, I have a, I'm fixed. No. No, we're not on a fixed income. I, I, listen, do not limit God. Look up. You're going to see the place that he's asking you to go to. There will be a provision there. God wants to show you. He owns all the cattle on a thousand hills and the gold and the taters in them hills. And he wants to bring you dinner. He wants you to walk in blessing. That's not a rah, 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 kick the devil in the knee because I know you're all sad. And you know, no, no. This is the word of the Lord to us. He wants to multiply the seed that you've sown. It's time. So we're going to close with the, the promise. Remember, it's a covenant promise. What I sow with my hand, my left hand, what I sow, what I give, the law of the universe is it comes back to me. That's God put that in place. If I sow seed, it will return. If you tithe, God said, he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He will rebuke the enemy. That's it. But the right hand is favor forevermore. I have a right to measured And it's measured in 30, 60, or 100-fold. My left hand is a reminder to me that I have a promise from God. That if I give, it shall come back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give unto my bosom? That's my left hand. But my right hand is I love God. God loves me. And there's favor on my life. And there is increase and there is gift. There is deposit, there is provision that has nothing to do with what I gave, has everything to do with what he gave. He has favored you. Are there any people in the room breathing tonight? Then breathe in his goodness. (sighs) Breathe in his goodness. Hallelujah. Breathe in his love. Amen. The Lord spoke to us. We're getting some core things established right now. There's a harvest of souls coming into the house and we've got to be ready to keep all these core items in place. He's going to bring to bear all the revelation. Is he not, Pastor Ray? He's bringing to bear the revelation of who he is and all the nature of his personhood so that everyone coming can embrace the spirit of sonship that he's called us to. Oh, house of Bethesda, house of kindness, ready yourself because the word of the Lord to us is every time you help somebody else into the waters that are stirred, the miracle of what God's doing, you keep helping someone else and the water will remain stirred for the very last one. Because the first shall be last and the last shall be first. God is cycling his benefits and blessings. So I reprove this demonic attack. Against the people of God, this weariness, this tiredness, this overwhelming, Lord, even in the natural, the heat that just sucks uh, life out of many things, the sun gives life and then when it's overwhelming heat it just seems to draw the moisture out. But come again, O rain of the Spirit, pour out in a beautiful, fresh way upon the people of God. Refresh the soil of their heart as they pour out before you the last of their the last of their hydration upon the altar to trust and believe that you are going to send your promise. And thank you, Father, that wherever we are pouring out. You said, he that waters shall be watered. He who hydrates shall be hydrated. He who refreshes shall be refreshed. It's the promise of God. I'm asking that you will reveal the nature of Jehovah, my provider, the Lord, my provider, Jehovah, Yahweh, provider. Come now, Jehovah Tyra. Manifest yourself in this season, in this moment of these people's lives. And I ask that we will hear reports, even by Sunday, of how you are already supernaturally by the hand of the Lord, the seed zone and the favor of God manifesting in the lives of your people, your provision.
0: Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wermuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at kno.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening, and remember, in Him you are free.